Perhaps the most controversial topic of discussion in our day revolves around truth. Opinions often blur the lines of an objective truth. Streaming platforms, social media, and other public forums allow individuals to project their truths upon the masses like never before. In the midst of woke, cancel culture, religious freedoms, political liberties, and social injustice, we attempt to search for and reveal the truth. This is Truth Revival. Okay, so uh, this is odd. Roman normally leads off on Truth Revival, but today I think I'm going to lead off a little bit. I am super, super stoked. And uh, the guys from Bleach, if you don't know who Bleach is, after today you will. Um, Anybody that was in the Christian scene back in the late 90s, early 2000s, will know who they are, and I am unbelievably excited to have these guys here today. They will never know what they meant in my walk with the Father. Um, I got born again in 1997, in July 27, 1997. And I was working half a day, going to college half a day, and a friend of ours had a Christian bookstore here in our little one horse. We have 800 people in this town, guys, to let you know how small we are. Sounds like my town. That's like Mine how did. we grew up. Yeah, so, so we're, we're here in this small town, and I'm going to the Christian bookstore to hang out before I go to class, and I find this album with a camera on it, and it says Bleach Space. So I buy it, and I pop it in, and, man, I immediately fell in love with it. And... Uh, Every day, just spinning it over and over and over and over. And, and in those times, you know, when I, when I would f- feel like going back or whatever, your music kept me. It kept me sick in the Father, and it, it kept me grounded. And uh, to the point where I'd always been involved in music, so the Lord actually gave me a band, and we traveled for seven years. But we never made it to the point you guys were at. But, but you'll never know the impact you had in my life and in my kids' lives because they still listen to your music. Even my three-year-old, the only way we could get him to sleep was all for you every night. That was the only way he would go to bed. So let's just get started with these guys. I'm super stoked and humbled that you're here today. We have Davey Basinger, the lead singer of Bleach, and Sam Barnhart, the guitar player from Bleach. And guys, I'm super stoked. So here we go. So the band formed at Kentucky Christian College. You had six albums, Space in 96, Static in 98, my favorite album, the worship album, Bleach, self-titled 99. Again, for the first time in 02, which was the day my first son was born. It released wow. on the day he was born. Astronomy 03 and Farewell Friends in 05. Six albums, toured all over the place. So tell me, what was your experience like in the scene and, and what got you guys going and started? Well, um, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of funny because it was, I feel like we were always kind of the, the, the accident that happened, you know, as far as, cause I don't, none of us, I mean, we all loved music when we were in college and we were doing it for, uh, just for fun and cause we loved it. And, uh, and I think especially, you know, the first couple of years of that, we just figured that's probably what, what it would end up being, you know? Yeah. So we, so we graduated college and, and, uh, but then our, path took a you know a hard a hard left in a good way and um yeah we ended up uh, being discovered by well everybody probably know from that in the same era like audio adrenaline um they had gone to kentucky christian college a couple years before us and uh 
their guitar player, Barry Blair at the time, uh, heard, heard our music and took it to Eddie DeGarmo at Forefront. And, you know, within about, I don't know what, six months, Davey, from the time we started that conversation, we were pretty much yeah. moving down to Nashville. <clears throat> wow. Yeah, imagine like going to college and calling your dad and being like, "Hey, dad, I'm gonna drop out of college and join in a band." <laughs> mm-hmm. That's exactly every parent's nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> and, now, uh, now, did you guys have like history and roots playing music, or did y'all just learn to play music in high school and college, or was y'all like growing up yeah. playing in a band? All or different. Something? All different. I think um, for me, no. I mean, not really. My brother was a singer in a rock band, like when I was in, when I was in like junior high. And so I was like, that's cool. I want to do that. <laughs> and then, uh, my dad is, uh, he'll, he'll tell you, can't really carry a tune in a bucket. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> like he'll, yeah. yeah, he's, uh, yeah, not, doesn't really, not really musically inclined. And my mom is a little bit more, but doesn't really, it's not like she was singing or playing instruments around the house. So I just kind of picked it up that way sam's i think sam's a little bit different yeah i i uh, i grew up in gaither country down near anderson indiana and um my grand my grandpa and his brothers and my grandma all had they had a kind of a regional or you know kind of a few state wide they they did real well um they had a like a quartet and and uh my grandma is a She's an in, incredible pianist. I mean, she's 90 years old now, and she still teaches. Well, wow. she just stopped teaching. Um, oh, wow. I mean, she was teaching like 50 students a week, you know. <laughs> and uh, my mom as well is very musical. My dad is just like Davy's dad. Um, you know, he couldn't, he couldn't, man, he couldn't play the radio in tune. You know, like it was, he, so, um yeah, so I had our, our family was musical, and I and when I was in high school, I started playing guitar my freshman year of high school, and uh, um, yeah, I, that's kind of where it started for me. Really, my interest in my, well, my interest in it started way back before that with the and Key, the first tape I ever got. Oh yeah, they were legit. Like a rock yep. and roll band. Yeah, they were awesome. Yeah, and uh, so you know, and it's just I always it just still blows my mind that the first rock band I ever had is the guy who signed me to my first record deal, you know? And mm. so it's just cool to see, you know, same as you guys, just small town boys. And, and, uh, you know, there was just a, a, a unique path that <clears throat> to travel. Yeah. S- small town boys, but God had a big plan, you know, it, it, it's pretty cool. Pretty <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah. So you guys break the news yeah. to your folks. Hey, the band is going to be a success. <laughs> And when was it that uh, you decided to release your first album? Well, it's actually one of the things, again, that I've always respected about Eddie DiGarmo is knowing that he was going to be pulling five guys out of college. And, it's, you know, it's a little private Christian university and it wasn't a cheap school. Um, and uh, we were all actually, well, at the time, three of us were juniors. And I think you were you and Brad <coughs> sophomores? baby at that point <clears throat> i think or, i was i think i was the only sophomore but i don't know maybe oh, okay that yeah that might be right but um yeah and so because of that like the show that eddie that he offered us our record deal he met with our parents first to ask and get their blessing on 
you know, because he was like, look, that that was a that was a make or break thing for Eddie was I'm not pulling these guys out of college and their mom and dads have made this incredible investment. Um, and uh, and so he met with all of our parents first and they they all gave their blessing. Oh, wow. And um, yeah, which <laughs> you know, that's a that was a that was a big deal, especially as a father with, you know, kids, you know, college age kids. Now <laughs> I'm like, I realized how much of a big deal that that is so yeah for real um, so did you guys yeah. go back and get your degrees or or did you just let it go by or i i have about a semester worth left um i'm actually getting ready to um go back and and finish oh you know like i'm gonna do it online but because my job now i do pastoral care at a church so to get my counseling or therapy degree so awesome um yeah i have not uh, yeah, I, I didn't go back either, Davey. Uh, uh, Davey, you, you and I have very similar paths, Davey. Uh, so I, I, I don't I, think I, I will either. I mean, I Eddie kind of made us all. He, well, he, I think he, he tried to make us all promise to go back. Yeah, we go back. And I think I was like, ah. like yeah, I'm not gonna promise. I love it. Like yeah. you know, ma- no, no. It, yeah, it's, dangerous, it's crazy. It, it's amazing how how those people you remember back of the, the impact people had on your life. And I was actually my dad passed away back in uh, in September, and we have a, a big huge tent revival here in our town in in the fall. And they had actually asked me to come speak that night, and it was like maybe three or four days after he had passed away. It hadn't been long, and um, I'll never forget the first time I saw you guys perform was at a, a church in Knoxville behind the airport. And Davey threw water all over everybody. I'll never forget <laughs> it. So being being a front guy, I kind of picked that up. You know, I mean, I, I studied you. I know that's weird or whatever, but I, I kind of fastened my, my stage presence around who you were because I really enjoyed the way you handled the crowd and everything. So so I kind of did that. So I was at the, at this their church back in the day, and our band was playing there, and I threw water all over everybody. And I, and I kind of forgot about it. And, well, when I went back this past September and preached at their tent revival at the end. He said, no, you're not going to throw water on everybody today. Are you? It's, uh, it's kind of amazing yeah, how, funny. how things, things happen and stick and, and, uh, and people have such an impact on your life. So, mm. so yeah. when you guys were traveling, I know it's taxing, man, you're, you're living on the road. It's hard. Uh, you're hungry. You're, you're missing family. You're missing your own bed. You're missing a home cooked meal a lot of times. So what, what was your biggest joy and your biggest uh, thing that you loved about traveling? Mine was the other dudes I got to travel with. That's the, mm. by far the biggest part of it. Right. And honestly, <clears throat> my wife, like my wife and I just had a kid, which we're kind of late bloomers on that, you know, but we just like about <laughs> two, two years ago, she's going to be two at the end of this month. And it's not taxing. Like, traveling with a band of dudes that you love playing music <laughs> yeah like it's fun yeah, you know, it's, I mean, <laughs> yeah. raising a child is taxing you know yeah i guess you were doing both at the same time <laughs> yeah yeah but it's yeah. like you know we had we had we had a blast man i mean yeah. i think we thought it was taxing and i think it was in some ways like maybe mentally yeah you know like being away from from family but we were with family at the same time i think we had an odd we had a different setup because like really I respect and love and 
like those dudes are my brothers for yep. life. Yes. You know, and so <clears throat> um, to be able to have that, which I know a lot of bands like egos get involved and all that stuff. And it's like we were going down that path for a little bit and then we kind of switched gears somewhere around like again for the first time or even maybe right before that where we kind of I don't know something shifted yeah like I feel like we were a little bit there, there was tension <clears throat> right before maybe the self-titled yeah right around that time right, where everybody was feeling tense and you're feeling the pressures of everything but right yeah honestly I just look back and I'm grateful man like mm-hmm. I don't I don't think I can take any credit for any of it. It's just grateful to be able to have been part of it. That was yeah. one thing that, that I noticed about you guys that I really loved is you guys were just normal dudes, man. You were just having a blast and, uh, and, and you brought that energy to the crowd. And that, that was one of the reasons that I totally enjoyed you so much is you could tell that you weren't from, you were small town guys just having a good time and, and, and living the dream, you know, and, and doing yeah. what you enjoyed. So, yeah, I was like you saying when I was traveling, my son was born and yeah. And I remember the day uh, we had just signed with a record label in Atlanta and we were more uh, kind of like, early, we were kind of like East West uh, uh, embodiment, bit, embody, maybe, yeah. embodiment, that kind of style. Yeah, um, awesome. Kids in the way, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, and I remember we had signed the record deal. We just recorded our new album, bought a new diesel van. We were fixing to leave on a three-month tour. And uh, my first wife decided to leave. Mm. And yeah. uh, and I never will forget, man. I was driving down the road because I, I had my own business, and, and that was the only way I was able to even travel or afford it, really, because you're not making anything when you're starting. You know, you know how that right. guy is, guys. Oh, yeah. And I was driving down the road, and I said, Lord... If you want me to go, I'll go because I love it. But if you want me to stay home and raise my son, I said, I'll do whatever you want me to do. And I meant it because I'm a selfish guy when it comes to playing music and, and living, living like a kid and having a blast. That's who I want to be. Yeah. And the very next day, guys, no joke, the bass player and the rhythm guitar player quit, and I've never played wow. again. And my yeah. son just turned 19, and he was four yeah. at the time. Uh, yeah. So God's got a different plan sometimes and, 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 and takes you down that road. But so you guys are going, you're loving life. You're enjoying it. What was the determining factor to say, Hey, okay, it's time to pull the bus into the barn and, uh, and go and go a different route. Well, I think there, there was quite a few things and there, there were definitely challenges along the way. And I, I'm with Davey. The thing that always kept, yeah. kept me in this, uh, for for so long was my was my brothers, you know. Um, yeah. I don't think a lot of. Uh, I I just uh, you know I'm 47 years old now and I've learned over the years that man friendships like that they aren't common. Amen. And they aren't. Um, you know they 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 are they're a treasure, you know. And um, so that I think we all learned that through the the course of our career and it's even it's just remained true you know the last what 20 years almost that we've been off of the road you know and um so we did have moments along the way i you know a lot of a lot of pretty intense tragedies you know like um my uh my mom was diagnosed with cancer 
right before, uh, uh, like in around 2001. And uh, she passed away right after, you know, like a few months after our final show. Um, Milam and Jared, their brother, um, Josh, was killed and while well, he was serving uh, our country in Iraq. I remember that. And, yep. Yeah. So there was definitely some heavy things. And then when I had Journey, which is my oldest son, he's 20 now. Um, you know, I was, I was, at that point was the only one that had kids. I don't think, I, I guess I was the only one that had kids through the whole time, wasn't I, Davey? Everybody's kids came after. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so there was definitely a, t- a different kind of a tug that was playing on me uh, at that point, kind of asking, you know, same questions. Sounds like you were, Paul, which is, is this, is this what I should be doing still? Or, and um, when, when my wife was pregnant with our second, which it's funny if you see our if you see our uh, our final show kind of uh, video, my my wife is uh, and my sister at the same time. But they were they were, they were pretty pregnant. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so but it's funny to look back because she's seventeen now, and to see like uh, she got to be at our last show, even though she wasn't, you know, she was in Mama's belt. But uh, but so anyway, that for me was another pull. So it it, it didn't have anything. All of this, even when we stopped. There was nothing that was, uh, it wasn't like turmoil inside of the band or, you know, we, we finished and this is what I'm grateful for. We finished and have continued to be the best of friends, um, through all of that. That's awesome. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm so grateful for that, but yeah, it was weird kind of retiring it. You know, I was 31 at the time. Uh, like what's next, you know? And so, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we, we had a lot of figuring out after, after that. Yeah. So what about you, Davey? Um, for me, I mean, all that stuff was happening. It was tough. Our last tour was pretty tough. The last tour, like the last tour we did before we decided we were going to break up. I think we were all feeling the pressure of just the, our, 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 our home life. Yeah. Our home life. Yeah. And, like it was fun. We loved those. Oh, guys, yeah. But it was like, it was like, you could you could tell there was just a building tension um there was tension for me at home similar to what you said you know where um my ex-wife was um i could tell she was ready for me to get off the road yeah um she never even it's funny because even in the midst of it she never told me to get off the road but she did she did tell me you should just keep doing it and we should just we should just separate. And I'm like, uh, yeah. it's time to stop, you know? Yeah. And I, it's crazy. I think that's, um, and then we, I, we did, we stopped and <clears throat> I think, I think we were married for another seven years, but it was just like trying to work through that. And I think that's one of the hardest things when, when you mix being in the public and, you know, uh, pastor might be able to understand this a little bit you know as a pastor i think it's similar but being in the public somewhat also like people relying on you and counting on you outside of your family and trying to figure out and feeling the call i think that's the hard that's the hard thing too is like feeling like god is calling you to something and then also at the same time knowing that he's called you to your family and so finding out how to juggle those things is can be a little bit difficult and i think that was where we were at you know and i i realized that you know we always said in our band family first 
you know, like our, we got to take care of our family. And uh, so that was for me a big part of like why I was like, I mean, I think I was the first one to say it at least was like, I think we're all kind of feeling it a little bit, but like I was the first one to be like, I think I have to quit this thing. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so that's kind of where that's at. And, and it's, it's, yeah. So it was just that I think, I think learning that every end of something is the beginning of something new. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the reality is that when you think about everything in life, you know, yeah. like when you think about a tree, I'm looking out at my trees right now and they're, none of them have leaves, you know, acorns have fallen off of them, but that, that has to happen. That death has to happen for something new to come up for new know? life. And I, and I think that's, that's just, it's interesting. I mean, everything's like that in life. I mean, the sun has to set for you to have a morning, you Amen. know, for, for you have to have a sunrise. Yeah. And I think those are the, um, that's the way God has created the universe, you know? And so I, I feel like I'm, uh, just learning to like, let, let those things go and realize that if your life's a book, that's a chapter and those are pages, but, there's a whole bunch of unwritten ones ahead of you, you know, mm-hmm. and that God has planned and, and cool things that he has in front of you, you know? And so always keeping curious, always keeping in that space where you're like, you know, what's you with your, with your mind and your heart open to, to see what's next. Because yeah, like Sam said, there's a, I've shot with tons of bands that were breaking up and people and they're like, I don't know how to do anything but play guitar. And I'm like, that's not true. You know, <laughs> yeah, and I right. felt that way. That's yep. good, David. Yeah. Yep. So, David, that's exactly yeah. what I was talking to Paul about before the show began. Was not just you guys, and you guys may have had a little bit more mainstream success than the majority of people, but everybody goes through seasons. We all go through times of change, and of course, that's right out of Ecclesiastes chapter three. You know, for yeah. everything, there's there's a season, and uh, yeah. I was thinking about the bird song. You guys familiar with that? Everything there's a season turn to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's very true. And that's how we connect it with everyday folks. We all have times of change, times of success, times of failure, times of death, times of life. But God is always working things out for our good. So you guys, you know, after the band, um, what are you guys into now? Tell us about, you know, what's well, you guys been, uh, Sam, I know I heard you say something about your, uh, in, in pastoral care. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when we all, when we went to Kentucky Christian college, we were all studying, well, Davey and I were, you were a youth ministry major, right? Dave? Yeah. Yeah. And I was too. There you get a double major. So you get Bible, a Bible major as well. And a couple other guys were doing other majors, but so my heart, my heart has always been in in ministry in some form or fashion. And, um, and so the, the transition from one ministry to the next, I mean, there, it was definitely crazy and, and, and it's a different, it's a whole different kind of, of, uh, of lifestyle and living, you know, like you're, you're located in one area, your home, you're, um, and, but yeah, so it, the, the transition from ministry to ministry, um, made sense for for me and i uh right after we got off the road uh, we all had a little bit of time where we could kind of figure out what was next and and um 
I was offered a job at, at Rocket Town, which is a it's a skate park and music venue here in Nashville. And so I, I uh, managed that for like three or four years and then um, moved to Seattle to, to be creative arts pastor at a church plant there. Um, was there for about four years. And I, then I moved to Chicago and planted a church in Chicago called The Anchor. Um, and I was there about five years and then uh, came back to part of my story before we left Nashville was I was the youth pastor at Journey at the same time that the church that I'm at now, the same time that I was doing Rocket Town. So it's kind of a, a double thing there. So after I, we left Chicago, I came back to Nashville uh, and I've been uh, on staff at a church called Journey Church as the uh, care pastor for the last, uh, I guess, almost seven years now. Oh, wow. Awesome. So. That's a lot. That's a mouthful real quick, but that's a summary. <laughs> yeah. Now, David, I know you, you started a record, record label, correct? I did. I did. And that wasn't right after. I mean, I think it's funny. We talk about that transition and that letting go, and you almost have to let those things die. It's funny because when we got out, when we were done with the band, I mean, being in a yeah. band is a different type of job. Yeah. You know, it's not like... When you go to when you go to work when I go to work now it's not like everybody claps when you walk in you know what I mean like for real they don't yeah. they don't on their do that for you baby like, anticipating you showing up you know what I mean whoa 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 you're in the wrong job then man. I know I guess every time man every time I walk into a room we're gonna take a quick break we'll be right back. Truth Revival is brought to you by Senior Lopez Mexican Grill, 105 Mecapac, Teleco Plains, Tennessee. Paul, why don't you tell our listeners what's happening at Senior Lopez? Hey, take the family down Monday night for trivia, 6.30 to 7.30. Tuesday is my favorite day. Tuesday is Teleco Spirit Tuesday, where 10% of all proceeds go to the town of Teleco Plains, Rome, which is a great idea, and I love that. Bingo, Thursday night at 6.30. And Saturday night is live music from 6.30 to 8.30. So take the family down, relax, have a great meal where the food is fresh and the family is welcome. Come home for dinner at Senor Lopez. And now, the continuation of Truth Revival. And, you know, they're not like <laughs> sitting there with their, you know, phones like, oh, man, I'm going to put this on YouTube. How are you composing that email? You know, like it's, it's not there's not like. Where, you know, like in a band, you just have all that weird pressure. Yeah, weird pressure, but also like ego boost all the time. Yeah, yes. you're right. Like, yeah. our always our goal was to be ourselves, to be normal dudes, to try not to be rock stars. We were completely anti-rock star. Like, we came, <laughs> we came up when, like, the, there was a tradition. There was like a, a not tradition, but there was like um, all the bands – before us, even the ones we listened to in high school were these like metal bands that were all about being rock stars. And then Nirvana hit and we <laughs> kind of came up during that era. So it was like, yeah. we didn't want to be, but I'm telling you, no matter who you are, if you're on stage every night in a different city and there are people to see you, it affects you. It affects you. Mm. It affects you some way. And so yeah. I got off the road and like, honestly, I was just like, I didn't know what to do with myself for a while there. I was just like, calling my family, getting real involved with my family, you know, like calling my brother and my mom and my sister. And then at one point, my, I think it was, I, don't, I forget if it was my brother or my mom, but they were just like, Hey, 
you know what? You're calling an awful lot. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, basically, get your nose out of this. It's not, it's not your business. You know? like, and I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. <clears throat> so right. I thought I was an expert in everything, you know. And so long story short, I had to, again, not to go back to the same thought, but I had to let it kind of die somewhat or let it, I had to move on from it, you know, yeah. and it took me a, it took me a minute. You know, I, I uh, worked at a record label as a graphic designer. I was designing album packages and stuff before um, we, during the band and, and been doing that forever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I started with our first t-shirt, which is a yep. really bad design, but I, that's how I started. <laughs> and uh, I think Sam had nightmares that I was going to design something really bad and print it and, and and it probably did actually do that. That's probably why I had nine years. But um, um, but uh, did that worked at that label. Um, did freelance design at uh, Go See Records. Did a bunch of stuff there. And then um, then I started a, a record label. I met a guy through a design project, and we started a record label. I did that for about seven years, and that was awesome. You know, we had some success. Not like none of our bands blew up really big, but you know, we had really cool placements on tv and film and stuff like that and then and then uh i was kind of getting burnt out a little bit with that and uh Milam, our other guitar player had called me and said hey do you want to do some will you will you go on the road would you be willing to go on the road for like weekends and i was like sure so i went out with the organization called food for the hungry on a toby mac uh mccray skillet tour of all tours and uh um just kind of fell in love with it and and so i started doing that full time where i was touring all the time and then uh going out and kind of rep rep representing food for the hungry and then um ended up getting a full-time job there and that's where i'm at now and it feels really similar and i'm sure sam and his church feels the same way but it's like those people are my best friends you know and yeah. it's probably the it's probably the best job i've ever had in the sense of like being able to help the poor you know yeah um and i love i love the work of food for the hungry you guys if you don't know anything about it you should check it out it's like i grew up going to like missions trips where we go you know go to go to a country and like maybe do a skit maybe help them build something and then walk away you know yeah <laughs> and with food for the hungry the cool thing is is that there are people literally on the ground that live in the communities or work around those communities that are literally helping those people and the goal is within you know 13 years for us as an organization to step away from those communities and they be sustainable and these wow. are the places where like it's literally the most vulnerable in the world it's a it's a beautiful thing um and mm -hmm. and not not a sales pitch but i will say you know like for churches it's a great it's great too because our church program, you're able to walk alongside a community and know that there are people there 24 seven working and you can go and do a trip and get to know a kid you sponsor or the community or their parents and then come home and know that there's still things happening that are, that are like taken care of, you know, yeah. your, your gifts being used. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so, and, and then you, and then you get to like that, your community gets to walk along with the other community and you literally get to see like that community graduate and, and you can go on to the next one, you know? And so it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's not a short term thing and it's, it's, 
it's, I'm, I'm not going to go too much longer on this because I know it's not what it's about, but it's literally helping in poverty, all form, all forms of poverty. So mm-hmm. it's, which I think as Americans, we just think when we think of poverty, we just think of lack of money, but literally it's body, mind, and spirit. You know, you can have poverty in your mind, feeling like mm. you're stuck in a situation yes. that you can't get out of. And God, the God we serve says you're not stuck. He like, like, that's the thing. He says, conform no longer to the pattern, the way it's always been, the way of feeling stuck, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. And so that's what, that's what true transformation looks like. It's, it's, it's all three things. It's not just like going to a park and putting on a skit and hoping that people say yes to Jesus because they're all going to say yes. They got these weird Americans that are <laughs> in, a, in a, in a field. They're going to say yeah. yes. You're you know? right. Uh, but, yes. <laughs> but there's no discipleship or change or walking alongside. So that's my feel. I yeah. love it though. I, if you well, can't tell, I freaking love it. And Sam actually. Yeah, this is actually love fun. It too. Yeah. Cause I go out, uh, on on tours as an artist rep uh, with Food to the Hungry. Yeah, I usually do, what, a couple short ones a year. That's about all I'm able to do, but I yeah. love... And actually, a cool tie back to that, too, is um, we were... We took Food to the Hungry out on the road with us as artists. Like, before there were, like, artist programs. So this is an organization we've believed in for 25 years. You know? Right, yeah. So it's really neat to see Davey get to really be an impactful part of that that organization and i get to go out and play a little part also that's awesome yeah. i actually heard about it uh when you did the is it matthew osinka uh oh, the, the Andrew, pi- and, Andy osinka. And, yeah, yeah, yeah the the uh the pivot um i was quarantined yeah. for two weeks in in the hmm. in, in the middle of the mountains uh and i heard that podcast that you did with him and and that's how i heard about uh your organization and, and chicken of the month club are you still doing the chick? Is that still doing the chicken of the month club? I think, yeah, I think that was just a, that was the first season he did that. Right. It was really cool. You know? Yeah. Cause a lot of people think when they think food for the hungry, they, they see to think child sponsorship. So they just think, Oh, you're helping an orphan. It's not orphans. It's kids with families. We're literally, those kids live in communities that we're working mm-hmm. with, but there's other things that go along with it. Like, you know, in Cambodia where literally this is, kind of sad but it's true literally and it talk about being stuck in poverty um literally people the parents and a lot of the communities we work in are selling their kids into slavery sex slavery and you're like why would a parent do that like what makes a parent do that and what makes a parent do that is they want their family to be alive and that's the only way they're going to make money but if you give opportunity and you say, actually, here's a sewing machine. Let me teach you how to how to use it. Then all of a sudden, every mom, every parent says, yes, this is a better way. <laughs> and so, mm-hmm. so, but just giving opportunity makes a big difference. You know, in the, in the Dominican Republic, I met three girls that like literally in their teen, late teens. And I'm like, they have school books in school uniforms and it's like eight o'clock at night and i'm like what are those girls doing out here at eight o'clock at night and they're like those three young women are in an after school program that they choose to be in that basically food for the hungry is a big part of this program and i'm like what's the program and they're like it's account an accounting class like these are people that didn't have clean water you know four years before that and now they're in a they're in an accounting class but in the in, in a year from now they'll be full-blown accountants 
you know? Oh, wow. And so, <laughs> so cool. So you give, you give opportunity and it's not us making a change. It's not like, you know, the Americans are coming in and fixing the problem. It's really not. We're just, we're just presenting the gospel, which brings hope and opportunity. And then honestly, in those, in those areas, there's, they're starved for those opportunities. So um, it's, it's, it's such a beautiful thing. And it's, it's, we make it too hard. So, so many times we're like, well, yeah. I got to get a semi trailer and I got to load it full of stuff. And then we got to get a flight and figure out how to fly it out there. And mm-hmm. it's like, those kind of things exist and they're important. But the reality is, is that one little click to say, it doesn't have to be the way it's always been. And I say one little, it's a big click. I mean, I think mm-hmm. we all have to go through it, and no matter if you're where you're from, and just realize that there's possibility beyond. You know, it's like that's the biggest thing, and believing that when you believe that God loves you, you know, that He really loves you, that changes everything. Yeah, that's you know? true. Because you, if you really believe He loves you, no matter what your circumstance, it 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 helps you because you you figure out like I can. I can make it through this, this hard time, or this is the way of the world, you know, things die and they, and new things come up. But when you just feel like you're living in death, you know, Mm -hmm. and a lot of these folks are, it's like, it's hard to get past it. That's true. As a man thinks in his, in his heart, so is he, you know, so you're presenting that opportunity to, to come out of that depression, out of that, just that disdain of, of, I have no hope, you know, and like you said, the gospel is hope and you guys are being the hands of feet. And I think it's awesome to see that, uh, 20 years later, you guys are still promoting what you were promoting 20 years ago, you know, (laughs) and just in a different facet, but in the same impactful way, that eternal way, the, the life given way. And, and you guys will never know what you mean to me, man. And, uh, it's, it's just amazing. Um, super, super stoked for this time and this opportunity to, to talk to you and, um, so with, with the ministry that you're doing now, you know, the food for the hungry and being at journey church, um, yeah. I know you guys did a reunion show last summer and I was speaking at a youth camp, uh, <laughs> when you guys did that. And I was like, my wife's like, you'll never believe this. And she sent me the flyer, uh, that, that you That's guys funny. posted. And I'm like, are you joking me? No. <laughs> and, uh, and, and didn't you guys also release a new album? Happy Live. No. We, t- we talked about it over the years, but that, that's never come to come to fruition. You guys should do it. So Happy Life, what is that? Um, I'm looking on Apple Music right now. Oh, oh, so oh that's a, funny. Yeah, so there's another <laughs> band. This this can be it's funny. There's a few about talking about. Yeah, there's another band that basically took the name Bleach and started releasing uh. music. So. I mean, okay. We're gonna yeah. we'll let we're just like we can let Capital deal with it if they want. If they, you know. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> they, they're concerned they at all. I don't think they're concerned. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. Oh, yeah. So it's a little confusing. Yeah. Like you get in, you type in Bleach. There's like, there's like, there's like a bunch ten of other bands songs that are. That's know, crazy. Yeah. But you guys <laughs> did do the reunion tour last, or the reunion? You you got together again, right? Yeah. In yeah, June or July, the, uh, what yeah, was that like? July. Get everybody back together. Oh, it was fun. Yeah, for me, it was a busy day because I promoted it. Like I was, <laughs> it was at our church, and we did something called Journey Fest. Just 
you know, after COVID and all the lockdown, we just wanted to think, uh, just to have a, a day just for a community, you know? And, uh, so we, we came up with that and, um, had a bunch of journey is a, it has a, there's just a lot of artists. It's Nashville, you know, and yeah. so every church has lots of artists. And, um, so it was a fun way to be able to highlight some of the artists in our community. And, and, uh, I was like, well, we, you know, we're all, we all live fairly close at that point, except for Jared, he was in Arizona. And, uh, yeah. and so, uh, yeah, we just decided to do it. And it was, to me, I, I, it's always fun. It's always just a, an insanely great time together. Yeah. 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 People ask how to, how to go. And I always say it was fun. I don't know if it was good. Like, and, uh, you know, for me, it, uh, from my perspective, like, it's weird because it's kind of like what you're saying. Like, I don't think you realize. And again, when you're in the middle of it and you hear it every day, Oh man, you guys are awesome. Oh man, you guys are awesome. You know, it's like you, that doesn't, it's not able to sink in to the depth of what it probably should. Yeah. And so like even hearing you say that we had a big part of your life, like to me, that's just so humbling. And also Mm -hmm. there's a realization at this point where I'm like, yeah, I didn't do anything. I just literally played, wrote songs about, you know, we just wrote songs about what, what we were dealing with and tried to be real dudes, you know? And so that like, that to me is like meaningful. And I think there's a lot of artists that even Christian artists now that don't get the depth of the joy that comes from just being a part of God's work. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's where it makes me sad because it's like, you're so worried about maybe you're single or your next, you know, your next video or whatever that you miss the fact that like God is literally using you Mm -hmm. and you're a part of this grander kingdom story that you really have very little to do with, Mm. you know, besides you're like part and you're open and you're making steps, you know? Well, and Davey, I think that, that is an aspect of the beauty of what, what our relationship has been as brothers too, is whenever someone would begin to forget that, being able to kind of pull each other back and, and remind, you know? Yeah. uh, I think be reminded. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, yeah. That's... So to me, the, one of the craziest things was for that show, and this is going to sound so weird, but like <laughs> I knew people were coming from all over, you know, I knew people were flying in and I, cause you kind of hear that on Facebook a little bit and, you know, in, in different areas, you, you know, dudes in band say so-and-so's flying from blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Oh, that's crazy. And so I knew that. I think what blew my mind, I don't know if I told you the same, but like just seeing people wear shirts, that yeah. were like 20 years old, like <laughs> bleach t-shirts, like that kind of like, yeah. Uh, like I'm just thinking, I'm like, I don't, I don't know that I, I, I think I maybe have a, a couple shirts that are 20 years old, but I don't really wear them. You know, it's like, and they yeah. look in good condition. I'm like, where yeah. did you get that? Did you, you know, I love so it. I love it. That was like a, that was like a, wow, that's cool. You it, know, yeah. that's part of that. It's funny. Well, and the fact that people did, I mean, people flew in from all over the country and even a few different countries. And the, the fact that these freaking crazies from small towns in Indiana and Ohio and, you know what I mean? Created um, music and wrote these songs that, you know, 20 some years later that someone would still send their 
hard-earned dollars and their hard-earned and the time that they probably don't have and to come just be with us for an evening it costs them a lot more time and energy and money um to get there you know than uh it just it, that stuff blows my i'm with you david it just, that that kind of stuff boggles my mind i'm grateful yeah. that we get yeah we got to you know be a part of that yeah that's that's awesome it, it's funny uh the first show I saw you guys at, you had a you had a baby blue shirt with like white rings around it and two stars in the bleach and black across oh, yeah. the front, and and I wore that to Cornerstone, yeah, North yeah. Carolina. That's the last time I saw you, Sam, in person was Cornerstone, North Carolina, and I walked up oh, to the yeah? stage and you're like, and, and, and I'll never forget. You're like, dude, that shirt's old, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it is, <laughs> yeah. man. I've kept it, yeah. uh, but, but that that was a good time. My my, my daughter my daughter has one of those. Uh, Days. my wife was really good about saving like you know whether it was articles and my mom too of course moms are great at all that but yeah articles and merch and so it's fun to see some of the you know pull out that box and all these different t-shirts and stuff that from over the yeah. years yeah it's kind of yeah, cool just what it meant it uh, that's awesome you know yeah. the, there's a line in one of your songs um when the music fades it fades so fast and then you you ask the question what will your anthem be and I think it's amazing that the anthem that you guys chose was to continue to lift up the Father, and and to be His hands and feet. And and you mentioned it earlier, David, that that we we're we're a book. You know, people people read us, and and that's one thing that I spoke about at my dad's funeral. You know, my dad was a book. He always talked about writing a book, and I'm like, Dad, you were a book, and I read you every day, and, and I want to take what was on your pages, and I want to promote that. And and the same thing with you guys. I've read your book. And the things that are on your pages, I want to promote in my life. You know, Second Corinthians uh, three, it says this: it says, "We're the written epistles read by all men. Are we are we beginning to commend ourselves again, or do we need, as some do, letters of recommendation to you or from you? You yourselves are our letter of recommendation, written on our hearts to be known and read by all. And you show that you are a letter from Christ delivered by us, written not with ink." but with the spirit of the living God, not to tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. Such is the confidence that we have through Christ toward God. Not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything as coming from us, but our sufficiency is from God, who has made us sufficient to be ministers of a new covenant, not of a letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit, it gives life. And gentlemen, you'll never know again what you mean to me. And I love your spirit, and I thank you for it. And I hope one day that I can see you in person again. Maybe one day. I know my, my stepdaughter has volleyball in Franklin in a, in a couple weekends. And uh, if I can yeah. talk my five into coming, I, I may try to slide into Journey and see you, Sam. But um, Come on, man. It, yeah. It, yeah. It, it'll be a good got, time. You got my number. Awesome. Yeah. Guys, I, lo yeah. I love the fact that, that you're still serving and you're still humble. And you're still yourselves. So give us some closing thoughts. Uh, if you want to promote the, the Food for the Hungry and Journey Church, let us know. It, Sam, if you'll text me that stuff, we'll put it on our, our links yeah. and everything. So uh, closing okay. thoughts, gentlemen. All right. Well, hey, I just I, I say thank you. Thanks for inviting us to just share a little bit, Paul. And, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're grateful that we get to continue to, like Debbie said, just kind of serve in kind of the ways that God's kind of designed each of us and um you know encourage you like find that you know it's 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 there you don't have, you know don't be stuck in just one one idea of what it is that god's going to use you in because i'll tell you what 
um, you'll be surprised. Amen. And we're so, and I'm thankful. I just say, like you, you said it, but Davy and Davy and Mom and Matt and Jared and Jerry, like I love, I love these dudes, and they're they're my brothers. And so, um, find find people like that uh, to, and keep them in your life. Yes. Not just find them, be people like that. Be, you know, exactly. Yeah. Mm. That's yeah. how you find them. <laughs> you be know? people like yeah, that. That's cool. Right, yep. That's right. Yeah. Awesome. But, Again, guys, we thank you. And, and I'm so blessed here. You know, uh, the men at the church where I attend, we're involved in a lot of things. We coach basketball together. We do youth ministry together. We podcast together. We hang out. We're super tight knit like that. And, uh, and yeah. you, as a man, you have to have that. It, it keeps you sharp. Yeah. It keeps you going. You know, it keeps you pointed in the right directions. And again, like you said earlier, David, when that ego starts stepping up, you can rein them back in and say, Hey, you don't, you need, you need to check yourself a little bit. And, and we have to have that. And, but boys, again, I thank you so much for coming. Um, it's been a blessing. All right. 20 years worth, man. I love you guys. Bleach will never die. All right. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thanks, Thanks for man. having us, you guys. And that's going to do it for the Life on the Road episode featuring Bleach, Sam and Davey. We want to thank those guys for coming on board and uh, sharing their thoughts um, and their ministry and God's direction for their life. Um, be sure to check out Truth Revival. On Facebook, that's Truth Revival 37385. Paul, you got any closing words for our listeners here? I'm just uh, had a lot of memories flashing back, you know, and uh, recalling things that, that, that I've been through and happened. And uh, find people in your life that are totally surrendered to the Father. Find people that stand for His truth. And find people that you know when when you when you're with them and when you hear them, that 20 years later what they said is going to be part of what kept you, because they were full of the Spirit of the Living God. I really like what Davy said. Be that person. Be that person. Be that person. And I'm just thankful that I have you guys here to be that person for me, Rome. I appreciate you. Yep, we're very blessed. God's good, folks. That's going to do it for us. It's been Truth Revival. We're out of here. <laughs>